All right, you know what? I've been thinking, Alex, that you know, with the the absolute success of our last two episodes with the musical interludes, yes, put yes. put the body into pickup truck, yes, and amen, yes. I think that we ought to form the MWMB Men's Choir and do a compilation album. <laughs> We could do late night cable TV, nine ninety nine. You know, we could have, and now the men sing Moonlight in Vermont. <laughs> Moonlight in Vermont. Yeah, we'd have to think about words about the budget deficit up yeah. there, but you know. <laughs> no, that's more like a meteor crashing down real fast. Moonlighting in Vermont. That's what the bumper stickers used to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear the governor, uh, you know, his, his whole... Universal health care. Well, if it doesn't perform by May, we just may have to scrap it. But we can't really do that without spending another couple of million, million, billion dollars. Oh, oh, the, the, well, the universal health care dive, but their problem in Vermont right now is that they can't get their damn health care exchange site to work. And, oh, anyway. Where have we heard that before? <laughs> well, you know, the, the problem is. Maybe they hired the same company. <laughs> Jim, they did hire the same company. You're not. That's not even funny. And now oh. they've got a great big giant uh, division of United Healthcare called Optum Health, which does these websites and stuff. And and now they're into you know they're like oh yeah we can fix it for like oh I don't know what it was twenty or fifty million dollars or whatever the heck it was. And now it's like oh no no, no this, this is a this is a huge mess. This is actually going to cost you. It's probably going to take us about seventy to a hundred. <laughs> You know, what three hundred dollars yeah, for that? Exactly. So you know, um, that's the brilliance. You know, you turn to an insurance company to fix your website for you. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, it's like it's like going to Midas. You know, oh, we can't fix your thing unless you fix these three hundred other things and sign exactly. a waiver. Exactly. <laughs> Anywho, um, let's get this show on the road, seeing as how we've already covered oh, our boom, first chicka story. Boom, chicka boom, chicka boom, chicka boom. <laughs> hey, we can make up a story now. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MWMB. That stands for Middle-Aged White Men. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you. Complaining. Uh, and uh, I am uh, one of your hosts, Alex Jeffries. I approach generally look at things through the at the left end of the spectrum. Oh, uh, rose-colored glasses. Yeah, across the aisle from me is my good friend. This would be the man who called Barry Goldwater a communist penny waste. (laughs) Known to us here at MWMB as Jim. Who looks at things through the stark glasses of reality. Yeah, we're going to talk about these stark glasses of reality in just a moment. Um, you know, I, I I was going to give him a pass, but I noticed that you sent me some material on Representative Aaron Schlock. I mean, sorry, Aaron Schlock. Boy, boy, do I so want to mispronounce his name? Well, you know, I kept seeing him like his name, I, you know, because I read, I, I, you know, unlike conservatives, I read very quickly, and. Um, <clears throat> And uh, the uh, um, I, I I I kept reading it as Schlock, uh, and then I'm like that, that can't be the guy's name. 
And then I, I mistook him for a representative of New York Center, uh, Center, <laughs> New York City. <laughs> spoken like a spoken like a true conservative. That was re- representative Schlong. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that was Anthony Weiner. Same thing. <laughs> anyway. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people have heard about this and, uh, you know, being a mainstream article doesn't necessarily qualify for our show, but you know, the, the guy has his uh, office decorated like Downton Abbey. Jim, yeah. what the hell kind of a Republican decorates his office to look like a British show from public television? I'll tell you what, the kind that was born in the 80s. <laughs> Oh, my God. You're lucky it didn't look like, you know, the pantry from upstairs, downstairs, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Could have been worse. It could have been the the spam cafe from Monty Python, but that would have been the 70s. Yeah, well, actually, hey, you watch your mouth. I live just about, you know, 60 miles from the spam capital of the world where they make spam, and I've been to the spam. After the show, I'll give you a shopping list. Yeah, I've been to the spam museum. I can get you anything you want. (laughs) Oh, you're my hero. Yeah, you you come visit me sometime. We'll do the show live and we'll go visit the spam museum. Which, which two states per capita, the highest consumption of spam in the United States? I don't know the first one, but I know that Hawaii probably is top of the top of the top. Hawaii is top. Alaska. Alaska? Well, you know, stuff freezes. Yeah. Like the Alaskans. <laughs> yeah, no, I think Hawaii has like a whole day dedicated to spam. They got spam dishes and spam this. And yeah, no, they uh, it's it's really funny. But yep, I live right down the road from the spam plant and museum. It's, uh, you know, anyway. Uh, well, that got us right off of Aaron Schlock. Um, no, because he <laughs> took a vacation to Hawaii. Oh, (laughs) you know, this was going somewhere. Oh, okay, I gotcha. (laughs) And China and and oh, my God, it it, it, let's see, paid 40,000 bucks out of congressional funds for his personal finance. Oh, Lord. Made the taxpayers pay for a private flight. He took to a Chicago's Bear Games and he took his interns to a, a, a Katy Perry concert. The problem, interns, my God, this this guy himself is just a kid. Um, well, yeah, well, this is what happens when you, you know, uh, uh, we need the old fogies in Congress. Remember the guy who kept the cash in his freezer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need some good old corrupt, the mail frauders, the, yeah. uh, the you know, <laughs> I can, the list goes, the scam, bring you it know, back. Schlock <laughs> might actually be from Dan Raskin, T- Raskin Tusky's old district. <laughs> it, it came out of the freezer. I, I miss Tip O'Neill, who just kept the freezer full of beer and Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't stay full for long. But. No, that's why Reagan and, and Tip O'Neill got along together so well. It'd be like, Mr. President, come on over, let's hash this out. Well, Tip, don't mind if I do. <laughs> Wait, you always knew where Tip was, because it's kind of like Rudolph, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, a giant red nose. Anyway, yeah, so, okay, apparently this guy is from Illinois, and he's, uh, according to the Washington Post, he's been sponging off the system his whole life. Um, <laughs> so, where else do you go but... 
politics. Well, it's pretty funny. There's another uh, picture here in the Washington Post of of uh, of Schlock. I'm sorry, Shock on the wall. Schlock, Schlock, Schmock, what, what? Spock. I'm I'm not going to get tired of that joke. <laughs> Shock on the wall of, of the Great Wall of China with uh, oh, let's see, Representative Christy Noam, Republican of South Dakota. Uh, hey, maybe we can stay too. <laughs> Um, I wonder what Christie's like. Maybe it's time to do a little research. Anyway, no, no, that that goes completely against our company policy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> research? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, you know, sh- sh- schmuck or sh- sock. What, what is this? Dr. Spock here. Let's see. You know, let, let's move on. <laughs> I've had enough of these these corrupt, loudmouth, do nothing politicians. Before we leave the world of politics, let's 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 go ahead and uh, and we'll do um, we'll uh, we'll sort of do our 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 uh, our little moment with Cabbage Patch Jeff because Ooh. this is sort of on the same uh, theme here. And we we skipped last week. We forgot that we moved him to the beginning of the show. And uh, I like the way that works better. So uh, actually, hang on here. Let me see here. I, I got to get my. Uh, he's old. He forgets what slot he's in anyway. Yeah. Well. <laughs> hey, did you see the picture he sent me on Facebook? Oh yes, I did. I've got I've got snowdrifts flipping twenty feet high, and he's sending me a picture of somebody bass fishing. Oh, those are his clients. Yeah. Well, one of them looks like Representative Schlock. Yeah. <laughs> The other one, come to think of it, looks like Representative Christy Noem of South Dakota. <laughs> and who is that fish? <laughs> Tip O'Neill. Anyway, um, the uh, let's see. Uh, well, you know, let's see. Last week we talked about how much the F word will get you in uh, in Alberta, Canada. <laughs> One hundred fifty bucks. First, first offense. That's right. Um, but apparently in Florida, they have got the CC word. Cro- crocodile? No, not crocodile. <laughs> um, climate change. Oh, God, don't say that. Yeah, yeah shh, quiet. Um, uh, the talk of the Florida State Capitol, according to this, uh, this article from WFSU. In, uh, in Sounds like, hey, hey, they're ripping off our... Oh, that's different. No, it's exactly. <laughs> um, it says that... Uh, that the, the, the what they've alleged is that Governor uh, Scott has placed a gag order on employees of the state's Department of Environmental Protection from using the words climate change. And allegations are currently floating around that a DEP employee was placed on administrative leave and told not to come back to work until he had had his head examined after he mentioned climate change in a public hearing. <laughs> And recently, uh, Governor Scott um, was asked what he thought about climate change, and Scott said, I'm no scientist, Um, which which makes me want to say right back, well, no schlock, Sherlock. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're a politician. We know you're not a scientist. Answer the damn question. Anyway, um, now, as you know, I know a senator from Oklahoma who's got a snowball for this guy. Um, (laughs) Now, as you know, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. That's right. As you know, Cabbage Patch Jeff has never been a big fan of Governor Scott, uh, as he finally refers to him, Governor Skeletor. Um, (laughs) 
hey, hey, I like Skeletor. And so, well, At least you knew where you stood with him. <laughs> yes, exactly, just like most conservatives. Anyway, oh. <laughs> we, that sets us up for, uh, for Cabbage Patch Jeff's little ditty this week, so we take you now to the Garfish Room at the Swamp Cabbage Cafe. Cabbage Patch Jeff! Come on down to the Sunshine State You're invited down by Governor Rick Bizarre things he says makes quite a list Starting when he says I'm no scientist You can't use climate change in memos down here Global warming, one more thing he won't hear Information on Google or Safari, but he's got the DEP sharing Atari. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, old, your old man's getting a little radical there, you know. Well, you know, thank goodness somebody is. I'm, I'm, I'm slowly but surely ossifying into a moderate in my middle aged, and you know, uh, God bless him. He's he he keeps he he keeps the standards flying high, and I love him for that. Anyway, um, well, oh by the way, one of the state senators down there suggested that maybe the governor should start calling it atmospheric reemployment. That might make him more Ooh. comfortable. <laughs> Oh, all right. Uh, well, it's part of the pole, polar vortex shift. Uh, it's alien. Oh, there you go. Hey, let's have some transmission transmission music. Let's have some trans. <laughs> let's have some transition music, please. All right. You know, speaking of Governor Scott. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Uh, that, you know, he was in uh, Arizona recently. Really? Yes, he was. He was doing the, I'm not really running for president, but I'm running for president, so I'm going to make a speech. But I'm really not making a speech on government uh, policy that affects anything uh, th- that has to do with me, but, you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> right. right. Anyway, he gave a speech in Arizona. Yes. Yes. And uh, he wants to bring the Arizona-style immigration law to Florida. (laughs) Now, have you seen Florida? It's not like it's the Rio Grande, you know, surrounding it. (laughs) Where are you going to build a wall? Well, well, right there on Miami Beach. (laughs) You you have the fence just off the beach, you know. Poor people swimming in from Cuba. Senor, please open the gate. There is a shark behind me. (laughs) You know. Well, you know, yeah, the guy's... No, actually, you know what it is? No, I just realized. No, he wants to uh, he wants to build the fence on the northern border to keep the Georgians in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it didn't work for Sherman, did it? <laughs> <laughs> that ain't funny, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah. So he's uh, he, he's doing his. Uh, I'm not running, but running. Uh, starting. To, I think I think Jeff uh, should should keep an eye on this guy. Oh boy, we call it the exploratory shuffle. Do 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 da da do do do
we, I'm telling you, we can do this album. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway. <laughs> Goldfinger! <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm starting to regret this. <laughs> I never should have given you a musical platform. <laughs> Yeah, well, you say that now, but, it, you know, at the end of the show, when you're playing the get out of here music, we'll be singing. I know, I know. I just I just don't know what this week. You mentioned spies, which is really <laughs> interesting because I, as you may or may not know, my wife, who doesn't listen to the podcast, by which, by the way, she got. And is not a spy. And she's not a spy. Um, she was punished severely by fate for not listening to the podcast. She's been sent to Boston. Boston. She comes home for two days, and next week she has to go back to Boston again. I hope it's still snowing. Uh, take a shovel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anywho, um, meanwhile, here in Minnesota, there's not any snow on the ground where I am, and I, I'm happy. I hope it stays that Yeah, way. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ching, ching, Yeah. That's just for the thoughts. Yeah, I know. All right. Anyway, so my wife is a, well, she's basically a crazy cat lady, among other things. And uh, so I, we have five <clears throat> cats. And so a good deal of my time, as you might imagine, is spent in the vet's office. And I was in there a couple of weeks ago, and there wasn't anything to read in there but Cat Fancy Magazine. You know, and they got all these... In fact, I, I brought the copy with me, and, you know, they got all these great articles in here. It's like, oh, love men who love cats, and greatest litter box for your cat, how to brush your cat's teeth, and all that good stuff. So, But there was one article, I have to say, it was really good. It was about... Cats working as spies for the Central Intelligence Agency. <laughs> I kid you not. Cats! <laughs> I kid you not. They called it Operation Acoustic Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have a little helmet with a exactly. little rotating disc on the top? Exactly. Exactly. Do you expect me to die, eh, Goldfinger? No, I expect you to purr. Um... <laughs> All right, oh, okay. quick, tell me about Acoustic Kitty. My name is Morris, James Morris. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the CIA, this is back in the 1960s, of course. This is, you know, the, so the CIA, they found out about this animal tourist attraction in Hot Springs, Arizona. It was run by these two scientists that were... Arizona? Hot Springs, Arkansas. Yes, thank you. Um, Hot Springs, Arkansas. So it was the Clintons. Yeah, Clinton was probably a little boy. He probably visited this place. Um, Shook his hand. (laughs) Anyway, these two scientists scientists, uh, were students of of B.F. Skinner, the behavioralist, and they had learned from him. And they were running this little tourist attraction called the IQ Zoo. Um, and in addition to being a tourist attraction, you know, they were training cats to act in the movies and the TV. And so somebody at the Central Intelligence Agency found out about this. And now they would already apparently been using ravens and pigeons to go and, like, drop listening devices outside of windows, you know, and then, you know. Oh, never more. Yeah, exactly. Never more. <laughs> God damn Vision is back shitting on my window again. <laughs> so, 
Tom, get out of here, shoo! <laughs> That's why they needed the cats. Get the damn birds out of there. Oh, I'm sorry, keep going, keep going. So, so they, they tried the bats. Oh, no, that was Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, so, yeah, exactly. So they they said, but then they, they found they had this Asian head of state that they wanted to spy on. And this guy, oh, I don't know who it was, doesn't say who it was, but they often held meetings in a place where cats would wander in and out. So. <laughs> This poor cat had a microphone and a power source surgically implanted, and then they put it to work. And this is... Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm skipping my colostomy this time. <laughs> it gets better. This is where the story really diverges. There's two versions of the story. The first version says that right after they let the cat go on its assignment, the first thing it did was walk into the street and get whacked by a taxi cat. You know those Asian drivers. Yeah, thus ended Operation Acoustic Kitty. (laughs) Now it's called Operation Flat Cat. Um, Other people say that the project actually met with a certain amount of success. And according to, uh, I actually found a better article than the one in Cat Fancy. If you want to learn more about Acoustic Kitty, uh, you can read uh, Tom Vanderbilt's article in the Smithsonian Magazine from October of 2013 um, called The CIA's Most Highly Trained Spies Weren't Even Human. Um, And according to this author, uh, Vanderbilt, the CIA actually declined his request under the Freedom of Information Act for any documents related to animal training for intelligence activities. And they said that, quote, even the existence or non-existence of requests records is currently and properly classified close quote and he says that's a cat and the CIA officer told me he said this is Vanderbilt again he said that the CIA officer told him quote unfortunately we cannot help you with this close quote so the air the agency apparently according to Vanderbilt the only official word the agency has on the subject is in a paper called Views on Trained Cats which has been heavily redacted by the national in the National Security oh, <laughs> Georgia Archive at George Washington University and how much did we spend on this, do you Well, suppose? let's see. This was the 60s, so the adoption fee was probably about 5 bucks. The radio, the transmitter, the batteries probably cost about 20 bucks. Yeah, but if it was the 60s, remember those big old batteries with the two screw bobs <laughs> on the top? <laughs> the cat's dragging its butt in. It looked like it was 10 years pregnant. <laughs> One of those Edward G. Morrow microphones <laughs> hanging, hanging out of its ear. Excuse me, Chairman Mao. <laughs> oh, but, you know, deep down inside, you know, I think I know how the whole project was thwarted. Yeah. On the way to the important meeting that the cat was going to all wired up, there was an empty box, and he just sat in it. <laughs> and all you could hear was... <laughs> <laughs> there's Dick Helms back in Langley going, God damn, there's another five million <laughs> Wouldn't that just, just be like, could you imagine a James Bond movie like that? If the first version was actually true, my name is Bond, James Bond. Hey, we're getting 
getting towards the end, aren't we? Because we've certainly we certainly wasted enough time on that one. Yeah, we're way out of time. What else you got? I want to I want to salute somebody. Oh, well, it's about that time. <laughs> let me let me get my Scottish accent. Hootman. <clears throat> I I I think that's Bing Crosby and Bob Hope, isn't it? <laughs> I want to be uh, saluting Agnes McLeod. Oh, laddie, why are we saluting Agnes McLeod this week? <laughs> <laughs> because Agnes is the uh, skipper of the good ship Aquarius. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. His name is Agnes? Yeah, that's a good Scottish name. It's a man and his name is Agnes? Don't be, don't be, don't be insulting me name, lad. <laughs> I think you might mean Angus, don't you? A-N-G. Oh, it's Angus! <laughs> Angus is the name of your big fat aunt. <laughs> oh, now he's going to come get me. Or a, or a big, or a big fat Catholic saint, depending on how you want to it. It's Angus McLeod. Angus McLeod. Oh, that's better because it's just like Angus McLeod. Angus. It's like it's like the Scottish version of Johnny Cash, you know, I'm a boy named Agnes. No, it's not anyway. That, that was a joke that went wrong. Angus. Anyway, he's got a uh, 60 foot 2 foot trawler um named Aquarius fishing boat. Do 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> now come and come sit right down and hear my tale, tale of a fateful trip. Yeah. And I am not making this up. We're fishing off the butt of Lewis on a fishing trip. <laughs> the what? Apparently, there's a, a, a thing of land called the butt of Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you suppose came out of the butt of Lewis? Oh, my God. I'm so afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Cha-ching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the guy hooked a submarine. <laughs> no. Yeah. All of a sudden, the net, instead of being behind him... <laughs> Was moving in front of him, and he had to like, he had to power up the boat and keep up with it. <laughs> and, uh, he had to up the revs on the engines to keep ahead of the net for fear of tangling on the propeller. Fifteen minutes, he's trying to keep up with his net. Oh, God. And then, then, then they lost it, but the, the strain broke the rope or whatever it was. <laughs> You're gonna need a bigger boat. He's calling the Coast Guard. I, I think we hooked a submarine. <laughs> and the Coast Guard, well, it ain't one of ours. <laughs> Can't you just see it, too? In England, it's like, well, we practice catch and release, so make sure you put the lads back in the water once you've had your fun. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that guy comes back, and they, you know, the Coast Guard, oh, it wasn't one of ours. NATO said, it wasn't one of ours, which only leaves one person. <laughs> Boris Badenov, world champion of Gudnik, at your service. I want a man like Putin. I want a sub. I want a sub like. You know, I I think. All right, so we've got our salute, and we'll get to the official salute in just a second. But since we got there, I don't know if I'm really glad or really sad that Putin didn't die last week. <laughs> Hey, you know, a little mist, a little gossip's good. Yeah, a little gossip is is good. Yeah, that, as you, if you weren't paying attention, uh, Vladimir Putin, our favorite butt of Lewis on this show, show. <laughs> 
Uh, Vladimir Putin disappeared for almost a month, I think it was. Nobody. No, it was oh, 10 days. 10 days. It was all right, a third of a month. And but in metric, that's like a month. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Anyway, Vladimir Putin completely disappeared off the radar. He canceled a meeting with another head of state, and then he just up and disappeared for 10 days. And, of course, given Russia's history, you know, where people get airbrushed out of photos and all that sort of stuff, everybody's like, well, that's it. Vladimir Ich is gone. <laughs> but he showed up again, so here he is, and obviously we now know where he was. He was somewhere off the butt of Lewis. <laughs> Harassing Agnes McLeod. <laughs> Not Agnes. All right. Well, let's let's do our official salute and then shuffle off to Buffalo. And so, Agnes... You know, I have real music for this. <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, if you want to sing that, you can. Go, go, go. Go, man. And so, Angus McLeod... Angus! The Outer Hebrides... <laughs> <laughs> Off the butt of Lewis! Off the butt of Lewis! <laughs> Got me a submarine! <laughs> For catching a Russian submarine <laughs> with your trawler! <laughs> I got a big fish. And doing the environmentally responsible thing. <laughs> Catch and release. By letting it go again. Well, I would have mounted it, but my final place just ain't that big. <laughs> it was this big. <laughs> we here at MWMB. Salute you. Salute ya. I will salute you, laddie. <laughs> All right, roll it. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can look us up on iTunes if you'd like. We are now there. Uh, look up MWMB Podcast. The other MWMB is a perfectly legitimate show about moms who mean business, uh, and that ain't us. Um, no, so no, look no. up MWMB Podcast, but please give us a rating. Um, the more people uh, that give us a good rating, the more people will find the show, and the more people will suffer through this crap with you. Um, and they'll get to hear great hits like Gold Kitty! Wow, wow, wow! Hi, that's great. I'll talk to you later. That's a wrap on MWMB episode 49, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>